Hi guys, welcome to Fat Chat with the Boss. My name is Paul Evans and today we've got a bit of a weird episode because we're not having the usual introduction of me. We're just going to go straight to live because I am joined with the most important person in the British Obesity Society, Lady Jane de Villalmond. Hello Jane. Hello Paul. Lovely introduction, yeah. Sadly I'm not a lady. Not yet. So <laughs> what we're looking at doing today, which is, um, it's been a request of a few people and I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Obviously traditionally we try and keep podcasts as short as we can. Now the problem with that is when Jane and I get in a room, we end up speaking for probably about two hours plus. And so what we're going to do is going to do a bit of an introduction to Jane um, and we're going to do some quick fire questions. So, first of all, Jane, how are you doing? How's everything going? No, I'm doing fine, yeah, great. A nice start to the year, bit of snow. Bit of snow is lovely. We are in uh, Birmingham today, and, um, which is just up the road from where Jane is. And what we're going to do is, as I said, we're going to start off with um, some quick-fire questions. So you can hear a little bit about Jane, a little bit about the ABC Society, and then I'm going to ask some questions which we've been sent um, from wonderful listeners to hello at theboss.org um, and hopefully Jane's going to provide us some insight to that. So Jane, are you ready for this? I'm ready, yep. Okay, Jane, who are you? Well, um, I'm Jane de Villalmond. I've um, been nursing for some 44 years, got involved and interested in men's health and obesity some 20, 25 years ago and um, the rest is history. And... What is the British Obesity Society? The British Obesity Society came out from um, a previous organisation which I was involved in, which was the National Obesity Forum, which was very medically focused, focused on nurses and doctors and what they could do to provide help for people with a weight problem, you know, which was predominantly drugs and pharmaceutical therapy and some kind of, you know, in-house doctor's surgery um, support but obviously it's very costly. Most doctors, surgeries haven't got the time. And I felt that I needed or wanted to have an organisation that was more focused on just everyday stuff. So what can people do for themselves really? And where else can they go apart from doctor surgeries to help them with their weight problems? So that's where the concept of the British Obesity Society um, evolved. And what is your passion? Uh, my passion is to just get people more passionate about looking after their own health and um, it's always surprised me as a nurse that people turn up on your doorstep you know at the doctor's surgery and think that they're looking after themselves to please you and people will often say oh the doctor told me to do this and the nurse told me to do this you know none of us are telling you to do anything we're giving you our advice and experience and it's up to you whether you want to do it or not so my passion is to get people out there more involved in their own health have a new car, a new house, a new bike, and they look after it, you know, and clean it and polish it. They've got one body and they don't look after it. And they'll never be able to get another body that you just got the one you're born with. And so it's all about getting people interested in being involved in improving their quality of life for the rest of their life. That's really what I'd like to do. Biggest problem with society? biggest problem with society is that everyone blames someone else for their um, for their problem so you know people will blame the, the pharmaceutical companies they'll blame the food industry they'll blame advertising and marketing they'll blame their friends they'll blame someone else they'll blame their mother their father somebody else you know and I think it's time for people to stop and say 
okay, forget what's gone in the past. What can I do today to make my life better? And the best thing you can do to make your life better is to be healthy. And obviously, sometimes we're unhealthy for a whole host of reasons that we have no control over. But we do have control over our weight. We do have control over how much physical activity we we do. And we do have control over what we eat. And so, you know, those and what we cook and what we give our families. And so my real message out there is to forget to, to get people to sit down and say, how can I change the way I live? And not blame other people and blame work and time and all of these things I hear all the time. I haven't got time to do this, I haven't got time to do that. You know, you need to make time if you really care about it. What's your favourite type of foods? Favourite type of food is fast food. So I love all the all the fast food outlets. You know, I love rubbish food. I love bags of chips. I love cakes. I love sweets. I love chocolates. Um, but I have those in moderation because I realise if I had them every day, I'd be as big as a house. Oh, okay, just... hold on. I'm going to have to interrupt the uh, quick fire round here, Jane. So I was I, I genuinely thought you were going to be outlining how you like eating nice fruits, some lovely smoothies. Um, you know things like that, but you are in good shape, right? So yep. you're not a supermodel. I'm not a supermodel, not yet. But you, so your favourite types of food are all of those fast foods. We're going to have listeners who are going to going to question this. How are they? You know, I know you've just talked about moderation, but surely if we're eating those types of food, we're just going to get fat. They're unhealthy. They're not good for us talk to me what's what's going on there okay this is the difficulty because those kind of foods are addictive and i have to say that keeping and maintaining a healthy weight is not going to be simple for most of us now there are people out there who absolutely love fresh fruit love vegetables love doing tons of physical activity um they love um you know eating you know raw vegetables and asparagus and 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 all the kind of things that kind of give us healthy connotations they don't like meat they're vegetarians all of those kind of things I'm not one of those people so for me it's hard work so for 80% of the time I'm probably eating foods that if you were asking me would they be my first choice the answer is no would I choose yogurt over um, you know low-fat yogurt over a dollop of fresh cream no would I choose you know egg and chips uh, sorry would I choose um, a salad over egg and chips the answer is no however I have started to adapt my taste to eat that food and feel full and satisfied but I still want to have the occasional blowout on foods that are deemed to be unhealthy the reason they're unhealthy poor is because people eat them constantly so there is no food within you know if you have it in moderation that's going to be unhealthy for you so okay and i know this is meant to be quick fire but i think you said some really interesting things so you've said that those foods are addictive so the the types of food which are you know relatively uh, common more commonly seen as junk food are addictive if you were to be advising and obviously you've had many conversations with individuals about effective weight loss and weight maintenance if you're to advise let's say we've got somebody here who's listening going i cannot i am i really love fish and chips and i'll tell you what my fish and chips is my go-to takeaway so fish and chips let's say there's um i don't know barry in in doncaster he cannot get enough of fish and chips how do you 
change someone's addiction, and we will call it addiction because I think that's a really key point to explore. How do you change someone's mindset to be able for Barry to be able to have his fish and chips without overconsuming? Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's an addiction, surely you can't just say to a heroin addict, for example, just have a little bit of heroin. So, how do we overcome those those kind of those barriers on a day to day basis when we're dealing with somebody who is overweight or obese? I think the first thing you would do is to say, you know, if you go and get your fish and chips from your local fish and chip shop, um, cut it in half and throw half away. Wow. Um, and start to think about the portions that you're actually having. And then if you are hungry, add to that something that is non-fattening and more healthy. So, for example, you know, it might be, you know, salad or it might be some vegetables or it might be something that, you know, is seen to be a healthy food. So, so still have the little taste. You know, I'll give you an example of this with puddings. You know, quite often people have starter and a main meal and then they want a pudding because they like puddings and they're addictive if they just had two mouthfuls of pudding they'd probably be as satisfied as if they have the whole pudding so why don't we because because we, we're greedy you know because we, we it's there in front of us we see you know i know lots of people who actually say they feel so stuffed they can't even move from the table and they realize that that last bit of food that they were eating so it was too much so you have to start saying to yourself if it's not there, you won't eat it. So, you know, going back to your initial question, how can you wean yourself off? First of all, if you have it every day, you need to start having it every second day. Don't stop having it altogether. You need to get the normal portion that you'd have. Don't don't say, I'm going to eat through half of it and then throw the rest away. Throw the rest away before you start. In the bin so you can't get it out, okay? And then sit down and eat it. Thirdly, eat it more slowly because that's a big, big thing. You know, I'm a really fast eater. I'm a black country girl. I love my food. I really like to scoff very quickly. You know, I often, if I'm with people, I often have to slow myself down. When you eat at a slower pace, you'll feel fuller quicker. Um, in between, you know, your, your one meal and another meal, you know, if you're still hungry, wait 20 minutes, have a drink of water, and then think about what you're gonna have. Do not eat it directly and straight away. You know, it's a problem in all our restaurants now. The minute you finish your dinner, they're there taking a pudding order, you're all organizing your pudding, you're eating it, you stand up, you can't move. Give yourself space in between food. So there are simple little tips to start you on the road to changing what you eat. Do not wake up one day and say, I'm never gonna have fish and chips again, because you won't be able to stick to that. Amazing. Okay, I swear this is my only supplementary question on this, because I think that last three minutes was amazing. How do you know when it's too much food? Like, how do I know if I'm overweight, let's say I've got, and I think this is really important, and we will touch on this, we've got a round table discussion lined up with loads of questions, it's just a quick fire. I, I honestly think that um, overeating is an eating disorder and this is something which has been classified as an eating disorder in the past 10 years, I think 2012 it was classified as that. How do I know when it's too much food, Jane? How do I know that I've consumed too much? Okay, well, that is a really, really interesting question because some people actually have not got that little button that switches off in their stomach and sends a message to the brain to say, you know what, Jane, you know what, Paul, you know what, whoever you are out there, you've eaten enough, stop. So you have to look at that and work it out. So what is a portion? Go online and it will tell you what a portion is. Everything now is measured 
in 100 grams your cereals everything in the morning you you know when you have a bowl of cereals if you look on the back of your box it will say a portion is 35 grams or 45 grams weigh it put it in your bowl look how big that is and then remember what it is for tomorrow morning when you do your cereal bowl you know if it says you know a portion of eggs is two eggs just stick to two eggs if a portion of chips is 10 chips when that you know stick to 10 chips it's about getting used to understanding what a portion is um and and you know everybody can just go on the internet and it will tell you what a portion is and how many calories are in a portion you know when you go to the fish and chip shop and have a bag of chips that you can you can hardly carry home you know that's too many is there what's that thing about your stomach is is it inside your fist or inside yeah, your two uh, fists really um, yeah and that is that is a great example so your food shouldn't be any larger than your fist. Well, so, hold on, a whole. So, okay, so I don't know we're we're having a roast dinner. You're telling me that the roast dinner needs to be that, or is it just no, the carbohydrate the portion, proteins? like carbohydrate proteins? Yeah. So vegetables so portion, don't aren't vegetables. Considered in that. Vegetables aren't really considered in that, you know. And 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 to be honest, you know, unless you deep fry your vegetables, um, to be honest, you know, you can eat vegetables. Um, you know, a lot of vegetables within moderation. Um, obviously, potatoes fattening uh, sweet potatoes interestingly enough have got less calories in than ordinary potatoes and yet they taste sweeter so they're an option um, and so, you know if you want to have chips you know there are other ways of doing them they've got all these machines now that, that you hardly use any oil you can bake them in the oven of course they don't taste as nice because oil is addictive but you will get eventually used to it and if you were to go for one year without having really really oily fatty chips done in in, 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 in in you know deep fried a year on if you went back to them they'd probably make you feel sick wow so it's about it's about changing your mindset you know everybody can do it I've done it in the past I used to have four sugars in a cup of tea when I was younger because sugar wasn't you know seen as, as as the bad guy which it is now um, when I stopped taking sugar now if there's one grain of sugar goes in my tea it's too sweet if everyone gave up drinking fizzy drinks tomorrow of any sort, either either whether they're low-cal fizzy drinks or because they're, they've got sweeteners in, which make people want to have sweet things, if you stop drinking sweet, rubbishy drinks, that would, that, that would be almost a quarter of a way there to improving your lifestyle. Because it's, it's, when, you, when your taste buds are used to high sweet foods, then that's what you crave. Once you drop that sweetness, which is what the which is what the government is trying to do with all the food industry. They're trying to make them produce foods that that have got like less sweetness in them, so that people crave less sweetness. And you know, it's just a, a very slow process. But you can do it yourself. You know, if you stop having something for 21 days then the chances are, by day 22, you won't enjoy it as much as you did before you stopped taking it. So... Crazy. Obesity, is it a disease? Uh, well, this is an interesting one, yeah. And, um, you know, it's really difficult because, obviously, there are people who would like to see it as a disease because once it's a disease, then it's very easy to say, do you know what, there is absolutely nothing I can do about this. I have the disease, I have obesity. For... Me personally, I think 
that we need to recognise that we personally have something to do with the fact that we are obese. Now it might be the fact that you were abused as a child, your parents haven't given you a very good start in life, they've overfed you, you don't know how to cook properly, you're looking at you know your whole family and they all eat poor diets, so how on earth do you start, how do you know any better? But you know, we all know, we've got the internet, we've got ways of finding things out nowadays, Everybody who has a weight problem, despite the cause of it, you know, psychological, mental health, all of that, the reality is the actual weight is only gained by the food and drinks that we consume. That is, you, you cannot become obese if you don't overconsume calories <laughs> because it's impossible. So, so therefore, I think to register it as a disease kind of means that the only way you can get treatment is through the doctors or the pharmacist or the chemist or someone else and we can't do anything about it ourselves. And we can do something about it ourselves, even if it's hard. Top tips to lose weight. First top tip is you really need to want to lose weight. Second top tip is Every single diet out there works if you stick to it. So find something, and don't call them diets, find a way of your lifestyle and eating patterns that fit in with you. Thirdly, give up all fizzy drinks, unless you're like, you know, using them as a special occasion if you're out having a drink and, you know, but do not drink fizzy drinks to quench your thirst. Stop drinking or think about how often we have things like, you know, cappuccinos and frappuccinos and hot chocolates and all those drinks and, 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 and smoothies and all that. Think about how many calories are in those. Stop having them on a regular basis as a daily, as a daily way of quenching your thirst. That's a real big tip. Um, fourthly, you know, start to cook from scratch. Stop doing takeaways. Stop buying processed foods because you say, "Well, I haven't got time." You know, it doesn't. You know, it, it, it's much easier to, you know, put something in a microwave and ding it. Actually, you know, there are lots and lots of meals that you can rustle up in 10, 15 minutes. All it means is that at the beginning of the week, you need to purchase that food in the first place. If something is on your list of, you know, craves like chocolate or ice cream or don't buy it. Don't buy it in the house because it's so much effort to get up at half past 10 at night and walk down to your local shop and buy it um, than it is to just fetch it out your fridge. Do not bring it into the home and eventually you'll just get used to not having it there. Okay, Jane, so the next section is actual questions we've been sent from listeners. So we're on episode number four, I think, no, something like that. And people have been emailing questions to hello at theboss.org. We've also had loads of questions constantly to our Facebook page. So I've picked out a handful of questions to ask you. Um, I am going to say the first name of the person who's right here, but I'm not going to say last name, so I don't know whether people want this to ask these questions. So first question is from Chris, and the question is, how can I lose weight? Okay, Chris, this is like a really common question. Um, and the best way of losing weight is to find um, a, a weight loss program that suits 
the kind of lifestyle and the kind of foods that you like. So for example, if you like online stuff, you know, go to an online um, organization and there's lots of them. We've got them on our website um, where you can link to getting help and advice online and they send you regular updates and they might even offer a nutritionalist and all of those kind of things. If you're the sort of person who likes to um, lose weight um, and mix with other people, then go to something like Slimming World or Weight Watchers or Rosemary Connolly or local groups where you have support networks. If you like to, you know, have shakes and you don't want to worry about making food, then obviously there are other ways of losing weight by 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 um, having proper nutritionally um, regulated. Uh, foods and supplements uh people like um lipotrim and lighter life you know and there are others as well um that you can go to which give you two shakes a day and and and, and advice on what meals to cook so it, how to lose weight there are so many different ways and i think the most important thing um chris is that you recognize the the your real commitment to wanting to lose weight because basically you know everything works if you stick to it you can go and find any single weight loss program that will work because they've all been tried and tested but you need to actually stick to it so the first thing you need to ask yourself is am i committed if you're committed anything can work destiny messaged us on facebook to say what food should i eat to lose weight you know, this is a real tough one because, uh, you know, I don't think it ever helps anyone to say, oh, you should eat, you know, people are obsessed with eating salad and lettuce and raw carrots and all that. You know, you can eat most foods, but you have to work out your calories. So, so you, and you need to recognise that you have to have portion control. And we've spoken about portion control. So I would say go for lean meats, you know, things like chicken, um, you know, and, and other lean meats. Don't go for the high-fat meats. Go for fish. Fish is really good and nutritious. Um, you know, avoid eating lots and lots and lots of high-fat foods such as, you know, chips, deep-fried stuff, anything, you know, that you that, that you have to fry in, in, in oils um, and, and go for doing your vegetables in a different way and doing your, you know, potatoes in a different way and your, and your meats in a different way. Um, you know, rather than using oil, maybe use a spray-on oil because you use a lot less. Um, you know, if you like butter and toast and you normally have two slices, have one. So what foods can you eat? You can eat everything. But it's all about portion control and moderation. Susan messaged us saying, do I have to exercise to lose weight? Um, okay, um, exercise and weight loss um, is very contentious because although exercise is absolutely crucial to your, your physical well-being and your mental health and your mental well-being and your body and your heart and everything else, actually using um, activity to lose weight, physical activity to lose weight is, very, um, is, is, is not a great way of losing weight. It's only about 20% of like the, 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 the help in, in weight loss. The other 80% is changing your um, eating habits. So although it's really important, you'd have, you'd have to do so much physical activity to impact on your weight loss. The easiest way to lose weight is by reducing the amount of food and, 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 and drinks you're having. And the 
best way of using physical activity is to maintain your weight and also to improve your health and well-being. So think of them as two separate things. Definitely important. Exercise is important of any sort. That's doing the garden, doing your cleaning, running up and down stairs, walking for a bus, you know, walking on a weekend for fun and pleasure, doing any other sports. But it's really, really important. But do not think of it as something to aid your weight loss. Barry messaged one of the greatest questions of all, or statements, so to speak. I've got no money to eat healthily. How can I lose weight? Do you know, that's one that drives me mad. Um, you, if, you, if you're using money to buy food, then you can always find cheap options that are healthy. So, I mean, I'll give you a great example, liver. I absolutely love liver. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, especially if you're vegan or vegetarian. I'm sorry if I'm upsetting you, but, you know, basically I can go and get a great big pile of liver for 50 pence. Absolutely cheap. Vegetables, you know, where I live in the Midlands, we've got lots and lots of stores everywhere where you can go and buy a great big bowl of fruit and veg for a pound. Any market store will sell exactly the same. Throughout the country, I travel all around the country, there are always market stores. You can go and you can buy your vegetables for the week, a big bag, £10. So there are, and then what you need to do then is buy herbs and spices. You can even grow them yourself in your garden and they make vegetables taste so much better. And then it's about going online and finding some really good recipes that are tasty, that are lovely, that you can use those foods with. So, you know, you can, there's, there's so many supermarkets now that sell, you know, like six lots of chicken for like five pounds or four pounds. You know, there is no excuse. If you were to buy a cappuccino and, 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 a, and a donut, it'd cost you five quid. And I can guarantee that I could give you a whole day's worth of food, healthy food for five pounds. I think as well, just on that, yeah, kind of getting in on it. When I, I remember when I was a student, I used to um, get my week shopping for 20 quid a week and I used to eat really well I used to like you just said I used to go to the market I went to Sheffield Uni or Sheffield Adam and I used to go to Sheffield Market I used to get um, now how much a kilogram of chicken yeah a kilogram of chicken and loads of spring greens and a few potatoes and some rice and it cost me 20 quid a week you just got to be savvy and I think with um, you know Lidl and Aldi there's all sorts of places where you can get cheap food now and I always bring this up. The Institute of Economics stated that um, per volume of food, it's actually a myth that it's health that it's um, it's more expensive to eat healthily. So, uh, a kilogram of sweet potatoes, for example, costs less than a pound. A kilogram of apples costs less than a pound, whereas a double cheeseburger costs you a pound. So. And, and I think that's a really interesting point. And obviously, you know, I don't want to go down, we haven't got time now to talk about specific recipes. But just for example, on Sunday, I made a chicken. So I, I it, the chicken cost me £3.90 from um, a major store. And it was uh, a chicken enough for two people. So um, I had... I had a meal out of it on, on Sunday. On Monday, I had enough meat to make a salad. And then I got the carcass, boiled it up. I know I sound like an old person, you know, but I'm sorry, this is the way it is. I boiled it up and then I used the stock from that. Got a great big bag of carrots, fried them up with some onions, added, added um, the stock, uh, boiled it all together, liquidized it, added some herbs, and then I got carrot soup. You know, that is from one meal that cost me 3 99 so please, you know, stop making that as an excuse. That's just like, I haven't got time, I can't cook, all of those things. These are excuses that people make to stop them eating healthily. And this is one of the things I want to get out there. This is down to you. 
it's, it's stop making the excuses that make it easy for you not to do it and start to accept that you can buy healthy foods cheap and make them yourself at home love it final question the best what is the best diet yeah, there's no such thing as the best diet. The best diet is the one you stick to, and that's the point. If you stick to an eating pattern and that, that's different to the one you're currently having, which is making you big, then um, and then you'll lose weight. So there's n- the best diet is the one that suits you, your lifestyle, your working behaviours, or, or you know the, the, the life that you lead, because we all have different lives, and so some diets or some eating you know, behaviours suit some people more than others so you know it's choosing something that fits you and your lifestyle smashed it jane legend speak to you on a round table discussion in a couple of weeks mm-hmm.